Hello and welcome to At First Glance, a podcast where we take a glance at movies, television, comic books, anime, and let you know if it's worth a second. I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley, joined by my friend and co-host and regular co-host, Brian Powers. And today we are talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, I wasn't going to originally see this movie because of the director. They're going to keep the same director on. I'm kind of like, and I don't like the first one. Then I'm like, I'm going to get more of what I got last time. So I can't complain if I don't like it. But uh, they were like, yeah, we got Sam Raimi in this time. And I was like, Sam Raimi, you say? (laughs) And also Sam being such a heavy hitter. Because you know how Marvel likes to get him cheap, right? That's true. And then they basically, you know, have their action scenes on conveyor belts and just say, you just go over there and direct the acting. You know, we got the action stuff taken care of. But I feel like someone like Raimi has some weight to throw around. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. And uh, before we really get into this, one of the things I want to say that I really enjoyed about the movie is that it is, it's full of Raimi. (laughs) Oh, in every way. And I, I appreciate that because so many, uh, so many Marvel films just seem to lack that personal stamp, you know, that director signature. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, my, my first note on the very top is this is definitely not your standard cookie cutter MCU film. <laughs> there, there is, there is plenty of style to go around. Oh yeah, Sam went buck wild with this one. Oh, he did. Alright, so for us to fully dive in depth into this madness, we have to get crazy mad with spoilers. So, to all y'all listening, uh, uh, we're going balls deep with it. Yeah, there's there's no way to talk about this movie. Like, the first five minutes is a huge spoiler. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't, you, you, you can't talk about this movie without spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So, so I'm going to break down the basic plot, and then uh, we'll just hop into it. So, we got Doctor Strange, uh, the... Not the Sorcerer Supreme now. It's actually Wong, I believe, right? Yes, it is. Yep, so Doctor uh, Doctor Strange, just your, you know, run-of-the-mill sorcerer, <laughs> who just happens to be, I guess, running the Sanctum Sematorum, uh, opens up with him and a new uh, a new character uh, to the game, America, America Chavez, uh, running through crazy-looking dimension, being chased by a monster. Long story short... Doctor Strange doesn't make it, and America Chavez gets thrown through a star-shaped portal into the proper Marvel, now finally acknowledged 616 universe. And uh, that's kind of where our story begins, where uh, we have this... I mean, she's she's a human MacGuffin, essentially. Oh, there's so many MacGuffins in this movie. <laughs> uh, she's a human MacGuffin. You have uh, the Darkhold's a MacGuffin. The Darkhold Temple's a MacGuffin. You have that uh, Book of the Shanty. That's a MacGuffin. There's so many MacGuffins in this movie. Yeah, and I think one uh, MacGuffin they just kind of forget, right? Yeah, like Alfred Hitchcock would be happy with <laughs> how many MacGuffins are in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he'd be in just, just buried in money from all the royalties of MacGuffins, but... <laughs> But yeah, anyway, Dr. Spring has to figure out where this girl's coming from and what her whole deal is, and he has to help her out. And uh, long story short, uh, after going to talk to one Wanda Maximoff, he uh, says, hey, you know, help me help me with this girl. You know, she's she's going through some stuff, and I feel like, you know, you're the obviously the big magic user here besides us, besides us sorcerers. So uh, help us out here. And uh, man, these trees really do look real. <laughs> And she's like, because they are real, and then, you know, she she's trying to hold it together, and then, of course, that moment where she's just like, yeah, you know, we just bring America, you know, no, just bring America here. And then she has that pause and goes, you didn't say her name, did you? Uh, yes, the old but classic. Yep, and from that pivot on, uh, the facade comes down, uh, Glinda the Good Witch is gone. <laughs> And the and the wicked witch of the Avengers has come, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's boy, not getting back on the lunchbox. Yeah, not back on the lunchbox. No, uh, in fact, I think. What did I say to my wife? I said this should be called Doctor Strange colon uh, Wanda fuck shit up. Because <laughs> that's just. <laughs> 
Doctor Strange out of there and just run the fuck shit out. <laughs> and you'd be like, that was that was that was an app title. That was I got she did she did precisely that. Yeah, she did. But uh, yeah, and so Wanda is indeed is the monster, and then they get chased by Wanda uh, through the multiverse as they try to uh, figure out how to stop her. And uh, yeah, they do a little bonding and come across one, you know, one or two or three or four may you may know them superheroes that we kind of maybe haven't seen, you know, named after a society in the real world that we don't talk about. Um, (laughs) And that. And, uh, yeah, you know, all things uh, work out well. Uh, nobody dies, and we can go home happy. Yep, absolutely. All right, podcast. <laughs> all right, so let's just hop into the, uh, so let's just hop into the good here. Uh, Brian, what did you like about this one? Yeah, I mean, I love the horror elements. I mean, you just have to talk about it, because, you know, you have the, the shaky cam shots, and then tense score, and just, like I said, Sam Raimi just oozing all over it. I mean, there, there are certain points where, you know, you know, heads getting sort of blown up, like people getting ripped in half. You don't see it, but uh, still, you know, it happens. Yeah, there's, like, yeah, there's some, like, PG-13 Dr. Manhattan going on, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and they, they were stretching out PG-13 at times, I think. Uh, but and I think it's as far as it's definitely as far as Marvel has ever gone in in terms of historic element or sorry horror elements. It'll probably be as far as Marvel will ever go <laughs> with the horror elements. But uh, I really enjoyed what we got. Oh, for sure. I really enjoyed I, like Again, it just goes hard. Like I think one of my favorite shots, and I just went, ooh, I'm loving this. And it's when uh, when Wanda when Wanda crawls through the gong uh, uh, when they're trying to cover up reflections. Yes. And I was like, I am all for this. It's like some straight-up ring stuff. It's, where, like, ooh, she, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that J-horror contortionist shit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so great. Like, she was like, you know... Movable object meets the uns, you know unstoppable force, and you just—I <laughs> mean, she she just kept coming. Oh yeah, and, and and not even just kept coming. Like she was kind of the the unstoppable force against basically just a bunch of movable objects <laughs> because she just because yeah, no, absolutely like she, she was the unstoppable force and the movable object. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, if you were to say, you know, the director of Spider-Man and Evil Dead directed Doctor Strange, this is exactly what you would get. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean, like Danny, like Danny Elfman's score, which I, which I think is great. Also, just it felt, it, it felt like I honestly felt like this could be in his Spider-Man universe. You know what I mean? In terms of just the way it's shot, like it feels. Very much like, very much like, oh, we're back in Sam Raimi's New York, you know? Right, and the score even like played a prominent role in one of the fights. Oh yeah, they had a music battle. So cool, and like, I was like, I'm digging this. Like, and you can do that stuff with like Doctor Strange and the magic because you know there really aren't any rules, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. This is the uh, this is the one where you can get weird. You can get weird, and and they and Sam Raimi. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to twist his arm to get weird. <laughs> yeah, all all you have to do is is say, "Hey Sam, you want it?" He's like, "I'm already doing it." <laughs> Absolutely. So what what do you got? I thought all the actors for the most part were good. 
Uh, I really felt like this was the best I've seen Strange as a character so far. Like, I, like I, again, I think he's okay in the first one, but I feel like they're like yeah. being, like they're really tapping into you know to him being a doctor and all that stuff, and this whole thing of him like having to be under the knife. And also, I feel like so they have that character Christine played by uh, Rachel McAdams, who was I believe completely wasted for an actress of her ki- of her caliber, and they I think they make up for that here where they actually give that character more to say more like she has I'm not gonna say she has more going on but I feel like she's fine you know what I mean like she her life goes on she's perfectly fine she's not pining over Doctor Strange or anything like that she's like yeah I got married I'm good and you know the whole wedding thing where she's like are you happy and stuff which I I really did enjoy that that through line question of are you happy throughout the movie it like it, it felt like there was a character story amongst all this madness, and I really, um, I really appreciate that because I feel like, I guess amongst a lot of these Marvel films, I feel like sometimes I feel like I lose the, um, I lose the character arc through line. I guess of like, what does this character learn at the end again? Like I know they saved the day, but are, did they learn a lesson or something? Did, are they, are they personally a better you know like are they a better human being after all this? And uh, I. Felt like he actually, you know, went through some stuff, and yeah, I, I honestly just, I honestly just really enjoyed that. Again, uh, hopping on top of your visuals, the visuals uh, were fantastic. I mean, if you were to ask, if I, if one were to ask, how much CGI is in this movie, I would say all of it. <laughs> I think one of my favorite shots is uh, when they get thrown through, you know, the first portal and they're going through, like, 30 different universes and you just see them in different styles. Like, there's even a point where they, like, for a second, they're, like, they're popping through the What If universe and they're, like, that CGI animated, like, version for, a, for like, a split second. And, yeah, like, that shot itself was just, like, what they were trying to do in the first one, which I thought was cool. You know, like, remember the first one when they, you know, when uh, the, the ancient one... Like like does yeah. the whole does the whole mind trip thing? Yeah, I, this feels like that because again that was cool in the first one because we hadn't seen it before. But somehow they I feel like they topped that here because I feel like that yeah, was that was this moment. Oh, I, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, I would totally agree that they. I definitely think they one up it. Yeah, and uh, I feel like in terms of magic, I think also one of the biggest problems I had with the first one was I feel like the magic wasn't as creative as it could have been. Uh, in terms of spells, wise, because I feel like you, you're like you're just watching people kind of use magic whips and magic magic weapons we already use in real life, but like in a very martial arts way. And I'm like, that's I want to see more creative magic. I, I want to you know get, get get zany with it, and they really got zany with it. I feel like in this, you oh, know, they did. yeah, they 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 upgraded from the uh, magical S and M. Oh yeah, that was uh again. I'm like, if if you're gonna do some magic, do some fucking magic. You know what I mean? Like, but it's also I guess that thing in, and, and I guess that's that's also its magic system is super undefined. Yeah. So yeah. so you're kind of not really sure where someone's limit is. So you're not so you're not really sure if they're on the ropes or not, or unless the unless the scene tells you, I guess they're beaten now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I feel like that in itself can be like is a problem in terms of tension in scenes. I mean, like I know that Wanda is stronger than everyone, but that's about it. And and then I feel like Doctor Strange is it's weird. Even though Wong is Sorcerer Supreme, I feel like Doctor Strange is stronger. Like he like he does more. Like he feels like he matters more in like in the fight in terms of making stuff happen than like Wong does. Wong just kind of sits there and does. You know, spells, but nothing that makes me think I, he's the one in I charge. Say, oh, sorry. I, I would say that Wong is a better leader. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Um, which, which counts. Oh, and like, definitely. You're the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, you're Supreme over everyone else. So, uh, but I, I would definitely say that Doctor Strange is, is, the, is the better, you know, Wizard, sorcerer, oh, yeah. magician, whatever you want to call it, sorcerer. Um, he, I, I would say, he is better in, in that way. Yeah, I mean, I did my boy Wong here by leaving him knocked unconscious inside of a cliff for half a movie, but you know, 
But uh, yeah, uh, what else you got, sir? Um, I, I kind of want to piggyback off of your uh, first point there. Um, that I really enjoyed the themes. You know, there there are some cool themes of kind of like controlling that monster within, uh, or not controlling that monster within, as we see with uh, uh, with uh, Wanda. Oh yeah. You know, kind of. Uh, you were talking about that through line of like letting go of control and uh, I, I really appreciated that because I feel like as humans we try to control or at least I have found that I try to control uh, as much as I can because of the fact that I don't control much so I, contr- I try to control you know uh, kind of my zone my world and, but sometimes you do have to let go of control in order to grow, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, really uh, appreciated that with them. Um, and, you know, just uh, ultimately becoming your best self, you know? The, the best version of you by, by doing that. So there, there were some really good through lines, some really good themes that I appreciated that I honestly didn't really get from the first one, like you were saying. So, um, yeah, there, there's some good stuff there. Oh, yeah. I also really like um, the, the actress, the young actress um, that played uh, America Chavez. Uh, her name is uh, Sochi uh, Gomez, and she is actually about the age she is portraying, which... Marvel is doing this now of actually getting younger actors and actresses most unknown and uh, and putting them in a role suitable to their age and uh, I think she did a really great job and had uh, great chemistry with uh, ben- Benedict Cumberbatch yeah I felt like here's the thing I felt she was good I felt the I felt the script wasn't good enough for her yep yep I, I will I will agree with that actually I'll take it off my count, uh, my con section but uh, <laughs> but yes but yes but with what she had to work with I think she did a, a great job and of course you know this is like the sixth or the seventh young Avenger uh, that we have found <laughs> in these movies since, uh, like, Endgame. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they're definitely doing something there. So that's interesting. So I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of her, and and I'm interested uh, to, to see what we get. Yeah, it's weird with this, with this movie in particular. This movie, I think, is the first that requires you to have knowledge of not just the movies but also some shows specifically WandaVision if you haven't watched WandaVision then in your loss well that's you know you're you're, you're SOL um well we'll, we'll we'll get to this but I watched WandaVision and I was still lost <laughs> oh really well we'll, we'll, we'll talk about okay. it okay we'll, alright we'll, we'll talk okay. about okay I guess this is the first film that like carry like has stuff from the shows and now carrying over into the films because you know, I mean, I, I mean, you can watch Spider Verse without watching any of the shows, and you're fi- or not Spider Verse, but um, No Way Home, and you know, you'd be you'd be fine. You could watch Shang Chi and be fine, and you could watch Eternals and be fine in terms of not being lost. I mean, you'd be lost in Eternals for other reasons, but leave that alone. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the pacing of this movie. This movie moves and really? well, this movie, I, I love the pacing of this movie, and it's also. This is like the first movie in a minute that Marvel's put under two hours. I, I appreciate, it, I guess, because I feel like I've been feeling a little bit of bloat in these movies. I like it's like they want to make everything a two and a half hour epic, and I'm like, you can make it in two hours, guys. You don't like, I, and I and I guess, yeah, like I, there's not a single scene. I guess I feel like I would cut out where, and I guess in the, a bunch of these past Marvel films, I've been like, you could lose that, you could lose that, you could lose that. Why are we? You know, I mean, Eternals itself spent the first hour and forty-five minutes just recruiting or just find, just getting the band back together. And you're like, can we speed this up or find another way to get this get this ship rolling? But this movie literally starts like in what the first twenty minutes in terms of like 
like we're off to the races? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit. Okay, um, some conflict. Come at me. We'll and, talk about it. And, you know, I, I could have used like more, like five or so, maybe ten minutes uh, of each there. And I, I, I kind of felt like the pacing was a little bit all over the place. I, I felt like it went, you know, we started way too fast and then we slowed down and then we picked up and then we slowed down. It was like kind of stop, go, stop, go a little bit. Um Hmm. Yeah, the, the the pacing was one of the things that I mean it it wasn't my biggest issue in the movie, um, but it it was noticeable to me. Okay, I, I I guess here's I guess here's my thing. I feel like if I were to kind of meet you in the middle here, okay, uh, I would kind of say that for example, like you, like you say, you would want like you want more like them to do more with America Chavez, and I agree they needed to do more with her. That being said, I don't feel like they used her time that she had in the movie very well, too. Yeah, I like, agree with that. And, like, there are so many times where, so many times where I'm like, she needs, you need, like, y'all gotta give her some agency in this scene. She's just kinda sitting there. And, uh, and, and, but again, I, and I guess, I, I, I'm not thinking, I guess in terms of making her story bigger, I'm not sure how much I would add as much as I'm just like, y'all had... There was time. There was a moment here. You could have done something. There's, I feel like there are at least good four, like four or five moments with her that they just uh, just kind of sat there, you know, like twiddling their thumbs instead of actually, you know, doing stuff with her. So I so I don't I don't know if I see uh, not enough time uh, and rather more just missed opportunities. Yeah, missed opportunities with the writing when it comes to her. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. So. But uh, yeah, I thought that I, I, again. I, again, I thought the pacing was well done. Not um, who else did I think was really? Uh, you know, what? let's just talk about her because I think she was uh, she was great. Uh, fucking Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic in this movie. She's amazing. I mean, I, uh, honestly, I think she covered up some of the blemishes of this movie. Yeah, and uh, what I also like was that she was able to and this and I. And I, and I no, this is also like a, you know like a credit to Sam, to Sam Raimi's style. He's able to do campy but also earnest and balance that very well, which I think is a it's truly an art form because most people can't do both. That's very true. Because there are times where she's like giving like some some I'm gonna admit some campy ass lines, but she commits and it's not like a wink at the camera. This is a B movie type. She's she is committed, and I'm like yeah 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 yeah, yeah I believe you. <laughs> And then, yeah, and she she was so menacing and terrifying at points. But then when she's playing, you know, in the brief moments where she's playing uh, the the other Wanda in the different universe, she's playing it like completely different. So soft and kind of a little bit closer to the Wanda we know, or at least the Wanda we saw in WandaVision, and just like. The, the contrast <laughs> between those two e- even if we only saw the one for you know just a little bit um, it, it just showed you how much she was doing and, and how well she was doing it oh yeah um, I, I kind of a I guess this kind of connects with her but I actually loved there's a cut where she's dreaming she's back with the kids and it's like this very, uh, you know, like dreamy, like, you know, like Norman Rockwell, you know, this is a beautiful moment with her kids. She's tucking them in and stuff and having these very heartfelt uh, mommy moments. And then like this, and then when she wakes up, the sound just cuts and it's just quiet. And I absolutely love that. I honestly, I, I honestly wish that scene would have dragged on maybe another five, ten seconds just to sit in it more. 
because I thought it was like such a great like juxtaposition to like you know we just know I mean you know we already know how much she you know wants those kids but just again visual visual storytelling it's it's all there and I thought it was I thought it was great and I thought she killed it uh, what else you got sir when the Illuminati were revealed mm-hmm. and you see John Krasinski yep. revealed as Mr. Fantastic mm-hmm. I literally screamed oh really tell you a story brian okay afternoon on last thursday i'm on youtube or whatever right just kind of scrolling as i think i'm coming back from i think i just got done with work but i'm coming back to the warehouse and it's gonna be like 3 3 p.m scrolling down youtube looking at you know reviews for dr strange or whatever but no but no but no but i guess i wasn't looking for reviews it was just you know like like people had reviewed it already like ign or something but they're all spoiler free, right? And they're not saying anything. They're just like Doctor Strange review, watch it or something. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that at some point. And there was a post. There was a some some some. I don't want to get judgmental here, but <laughs> some asshole <laughs> took his phone into, I guess, an early screening, and I mean, like no. days before. And had recorded on his phone a specific scene involving the Illuminati. And then posted it on YouTube with the screenshot of one John Krasinski as Reed Richards. And, okay, so that's already, like... And the thing is, I've seen so much fan art with John John Krasinski. I'm just like, maybe this is fan art, right? But it looks... I'm like, what? But then under it, it says, Wanda kills, and then I stop reading. So. That's the worst. (laughs) I was like, ah. Woosa. Woosa. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Normally, normally, like you know, that kind of thing is fair game. Like once the first show happens at six, you know what I mean. But it's like three in the afternoon. The first show for the public hasn't even aired. Hasn't even aired yet. And so, like by Friday, I'm just like I'm not looking at anything until I see the movie. But they're like, nah, we don't get you early when you think you're safe. And, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about uh, the scene that spoils in question later. <laughs> but, yeah, I was happy to see uh, John Krasinski as, um, as Reed Richards. I'll say that. Would have uh, would have liked to have had him. Have, I would have liked to have shared in your joy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, and let's just talk about the Illuminati now since we're here. Uh, yeah, it was, I, it, you know, being me being a comic fan, I was like, oh, shit, they're going to do the Illuminati now. Now, I, I don't know if this is true or not. I've heard that the a lot of the Illuminati, uh, some of the Illuminati stuff was, like, added. I don't know if they're reshoots or just, like, it was, like, definitely not in the movie as much as they wanted and then they shot. Because I, cause, cause I guess there's a weird thing we're watching it. 
they're watching the Illuminati uh, scenes in particular, especially when they're just sitting down, it felt like it wasn't Sam Raimi behind the camera. Like the like it felt. Uh, so there's a scene where he walks in and all the chairs are in silhouette, you know, because of the backlighting, and so they're you know they're obviously about to reveal who's sitting in all the chairs and stuff. And you know it feels fine, but it just doesn't feel right. And then like you know, all right, who are you guys? And then Captain Britain's shield. I'm just gonna call her Captain Britain when they say Captain. To me, it was a weird entrance. Did you, were you trying to hurt him? Did you not want him to speak? I don't know why you threw the shield at him. Anyway. I guess it's cool. It just seemed like narratively, it narratively didn't make sense. <laughs> like it, it was just to be like, I'm here. And I'm like, I know, I see you sitting up there. Uh, yeah, it just felt off from the rest of the movie in terms of directing. I guess I, I don't know why. Like it, it, it may have been directed by him. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it definitely less, less Sam. But uh, you know, uh, uh, what were your thoughts about the Illuminati stuff? I agree a hundred percent. I I have no problem with them being taken out, but they went out like bitches. Yes, like especially Xavier. Like Xavier, dude. I'm I'm I, dude. I'm mad about Black Bolt and Reed Richards, dude. You know, in the past, I'm I'm gonna say like in the past six months, I've been reading up. I've been reading a bit more Fantastic Four lately. And I and, and and I've been liking to, and I've been kind of liking Reed Richards more. He's, you know, I understand who he is, smartest man in the world. He has this kind of arrogance, but he always means well. But he'll always sometimes keep his family, you know, in the dark when he's trying to do something for the greater good. But he knows that they're going to disagree with him. But he's he's like Marvel's Batman in the sense that he always has like a bazillion backup plans because he's because that's all he does is think. You know, that's all he does is build shit. <laughs> that's all he does is think of. And this and th- and this one felt he didn't feel like the smartest man in the world, even though they announced him as such. No, he felt pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty dumb. Like, hey, uh, instead of just having Black Bolt, uh, you know, say something and uh, eviscerate you, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to have Black Bolt say something and eviscerate you so you have time to do something to kill him mm-hmm. you know, to, to kill him in that in that meantime sounds pretty dumb you know you know he, he's told that Wanda's powerful and is coming and is going to be daywalking he's like we'll handle the Scarlet Witch like that's not a problem it's like Hmm, awfully dismissive. I thought you're supposed to be smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got like a little bit with Captain Britain, Captain Carter. We got a little bit with uh, uh, Captain Marvel, who was uh, uh, played by uh, played by uh, Lashana Lynch. But barely anything. And I, and I get the point. I get the point. Mm-hmm. The point was to show that you know Wanda was very powerful. But first of all, we already knew that. And second of all, you can do that by also showing that they are powerful and at least you know getting the upper hand for a minute or two before just wiping them out. Now it was cool how they killed them in most ways, um, but. Yeah, I feel like, because, you know, we've all been waiting to see, like, you know, what's Marvel? I mean, they have yet, you know, the Fantastic Four has been that, um, it's been that ever-elusive formula of something that hasn't been done right yet. And then you, and then you, and then we finally got a little glimpse of Reed Richards, and you just make him look like a bitch? I mean, do, do you want people to look forward to Fantastic Four when it comes out? To be like, oh, that guy was cool. Like, you know, like, too bad he died here. But you know what I mean? Like, but you want to get people excited for a character coming, like, like coming up at some point. You know? He seemed... One thing I, one thing I did like... Yep. Is when Wanda was like, do you have someone with the kids? Yeah. Yes. 
good. He'll have someone. And it just murders them more. Yeah. Oh, it's a great line. Also, uh, the problem with the scene where she murders them all, I don't, uh, and this is something my wife pointed out, I don't think they were really friends because no one's really sad when people die. Like, I feel, like, you know, when someone dies, they're just kind of like, oh, shit, he's dead. Yeah. But, like, and they don't fight like a team at all. And I feel like, you know, you know, first thing that, first thing that happens is like Reed, like Reed calling out, like you go here, you go there, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like, you know, any given cartoon show, he's just like, you know, uh, plan Delta, Theta, Gamma, Sigma, go, you know, something. <laughs> like they, like, you know, they come together because they can handle shit. From watching this, I'm kind of like, so these guys beat Thanos? I, 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 I'm not quite buying it. I'm not even quite sure how Captain Carter lasted as long as she did with just a shield and a jetpack, but you know, I guess it, I, I, I guess the girls had to last longer than the guys, I guess. And I'm and I'm not even quite sure how what how dropping a statue just kills Captain Marvel. Right? I'm like, that's it. Yeah, I didn't quite get that either. Like she's cosmic. Yeah. Cosmic it, it's I mean, I mean honestly it should have been probably an equal match and then maybe like at the very like you know like my thing would be if she were supposed to beat her is maybe just like as she's fighting she can't beat Captain Marvel right and so she like is able to get control of America Chavez and like launch Marvel to another dimension or something you know what I mean and then lock her there to get rid of her if she can't beat her like something smarter but don't just like don't just make your heroes like weaker just to make Wanda look badass. She's already badass. Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree 100%. So, but, and so, that being, and so that kind of bleeds into my, uh, and so that kind of whole, and so that whole kind of fight bleeds into my whole, this feels added on, because it feels like the less, it feels like the least thought out scene, because everything else was like, you know, we're having music battles, we're having things where we're going to like, you know, I'm gonna fall through this portal, and I'm gonna come out here. I'm gonna go through all this stuff, and it's this beautifully choreographed thing of action. We got fucking dope ass zombie Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Where it looks awesome, and all this stuff looks cool, and then this scene just looks like this feels like a f- first draft of this scene. Do we do we want to do we do we want to give it another pass? I'm I, I'm 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 actually more sad for my boy Black Bolt than Reed Richards because at least Reed Richards at least Fantastic Four is on the horizon. <laughs> I don't think anyone's looking forward to Black Bolt after that horrible Inhuman show, and he had a chance here to at least be badass, and they didn't even give him that. So, so I'm like I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's a. Uh, again, another. I think I think this is. I think it was another missed opportunity. Yeah, we're kind of like bleeding over. Like I think we, I think we kind of bled into meh, and now we're kind of going downhill. Yeah. So let, let me go with what I alluded to earlier. Okay. Which is my biggest flaw with this film. Mm-hmm. And and it is that there is absolutely zero cohesion. Um where Wanda ended in WandaVision and where she is at the beginning of this film. Like, if they were going to give her a heel turn, a complete heel turn, uh, in the very next movie, why didn't they just, you know, why did they give her, like, a kind of a heroic arc, a heroic ending for, you know, in WandaVision where she was starting to, you know, starting to, to meet her grief uh, head on and, and and make her way through it. And then she just completely reverts back without really any explanation whatsoever. And, and from being a very three-dimensional character in, by the end of WandaVision, she is just one note that is one note uh, uh, of a villain in this and there's really no reason they don't dive into what happened 
like you had an opportunity to, you know, this is the first time where a TV show plays into the movie, and I think they completely bungled it. Like, it was almost if Sam Raimi didn't even watch WandaVision. Spoilers, he didn't. Uh, um, oh, really? Yeah, he, he's, I mean, I guess he had, like, a meeting with Jack Schaefer, um, who, who was a showrunner, but, like, you never saw it. And they were doing some stuff at the same time, but come on. You're not talking, you're not watching, you know, rough cuts. Like, come on. It, it felt like there was absolutely no talking whatsoever, at least from my perspective, uh, between it. And it, you know, I, I was talking about earlier how Elizabeth Olsen was doing such a great job uh, she she kind of covered up some of the blemishes. She, I mean, by the time we get into it, she does such a great job that I'm like, okay, I'm buying it now. But like afterwards, it still bothers me. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's not because it's still in the script. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh cool, like the rest of it's really good. I don't know how we got there <laughs> to begin with, uh, and it kind of ruins Wandavision for me a bit. Because, yeah, I, I think they just absolutely, you know, for, for how cohesive they were going to be between the TV shows and uh, the movies, uh, I think they missed the mark on this in a big way. And, and in a smaller way, uh, the opportunity to include What If into, you know, Captain Carter and... Uh, uh, the other one, uh, you know, the dark Doctor Strange, like, you know, with a little finagling in the script, they could have made that work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's very minor uh, compared to, to how I felt about Wanda and how they, it was almost a slap in the face to what Elizabeth Olsen did in WandaVision. Yeah, it, it bothered me. What did you think? <laughs> Well, Brian, I gotta say, you were exactly right. Uh, yeah, they, um, this is like having Anakin Skywalker become Vader between episodes two and three. And then have him, and then bring him in as Anakin, like, oh yeah, he's still Anakin right now, right? And then them in like the first 10 minutes go actually 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 he's been Vader the whole time he actually became Vader between movies so anyway moving on you're like wait no wait wait, 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 what what do you mean between movies (laughs) but yeah they just uh her whole like I'm just a cold-blooded monster happened off screen in terms of like her transition to that like we definitely were seeing her go slowly toward it I mean she was reading you know the dark book and stuff so we definitely see her delving more into it but in terms of like her just being like uh, fuck all human life that happened somewhere over the rainbow because it wasn't in this movie you know she was reading the dark hold but like she heard at the end you know that post credit scenes on the last episode of WandaVision her kids were screaming out to her like mom help us or save us or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah there's no mention of that whatsoever like Mm -mm. apparently in every other universe she has her kids and they're happy so but like I said even that doesn't even make sense I you know I guess the reasoning was like the dark hold you know comes with a price and all that stuff but like still doesn't just smooth over all of that you know it's like you're not just gonna smooth over all all of that uh uh, that that rough stuff with just one pass of a line you know uh yeah oh no frustrated honestly uh since we're on the comparison of star wars i think they should have uh i think they could have brought in our boy mephisto as the emperor here you know, what, you know what I'm saying, and have him and 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 have him be the one tempting Wanda like a siren with her kids. You know what I'm saying? Right, that makes sense. You can have Mephisto, you know, be there for later because I don't want him to be the villain of this one, but I want him to be behind the scenes tempting like magic users to the dark. Sh- and it's and she's already had this whole 
life of trauma that he that she's already on the edge to be pushed but yeah they decide to uh just have her already be evil and uh i mean she was you know she was she felt awful about you know what she did to the town at the end of the last one and in this one she's just like eh, i don't know and then even even dr strange is just like well you made it right and i'm like i mean did she make it right i don't think so i, I don't think just say i don't think just leaving and not you know it was definitely uh there's definitely not much closure there just uh my bad dogs <laughs> anyway i'm out <laughs> And also some chick who came up to us and for some re- weird reason said, they'll never realize how much you sacrifice for them. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering if you were going to bring up that terrible line. Yeah. <laughs> some, yeah. Somebody wrote that, Brian. I know. You know, whenever I hear a terrible line like that, it's like someone wrote it. Another person said, you know what? That sounds good. A script supervisor goes, yeah, that's good. The director goes, hey, good take on that line. The editor goes, oh, yeah, I really like this version of that line. And then, you know, everyone watches it and goes, yeah, good job on that line. <laughs> so many hands. A lot of people. <laughs> so many hands. And you're like, you think someone would have, like, you know, just crumpled up and been like, nope, start over. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, just... Just, you know, just get up, run around the office, just get the blood flowing, you know? heel turn you're talking about thinking about it now i think that's what made her i will not die a monster moment ring so hollow because we didn't see there we didn't see the whole going evil and you kind of need to see the monster be born for the monster to be redeemed Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's definitely not dead. <laughs> I guess, and it's such a lackluster send-off to what felt like a very well-planned, very meticulously done build-up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I like everything except the last episode of WandaVision in terms of the show. Like, I love the character study of grief. I thought I thought it was fantastic. And I feel like, oh, like, oh, they're ta-, and I'm like, oh, they're taking their time. Okay, like, they're, like, when she finally goes... When she finally goes ham, when she finally becomes the monster, you know, like, you know, like, you know, they put all the bricks on the yellow brick road to get us there. And then they just established, oh, no, she, uh, we already got there and she burned down the house. And, uh, yeah, we're actually already on to the next thing. 
and then oh yeah she redeemed himself too and we're gonna kill her off screen so much death so much murder and it's just like it just unfortunately it felt weightless in the end like i don't think she felt that i don't think she felt any i don't feel, I feel like like at the end when she's like you know her whole i you know i, I gotta destroy this whole thing she was like i guess she was talking about the whole temptation of the temple or something and yeah, it, maybe. and i was like was there a temptation? I, I didn't I didn't feel the draw to it. I didn't feel the like it made her do things she didn't want to do. Like I felt that was all on her. No, the temple isn't the problem here, doll. It's you. <laughs> you did all that. And uh, maybe, you know, I think, you know, destroying the temple doesn't make me go, oh, you saved the world. I'm like, the temple wasn't going to explode. There was no countdown. As far as we know, like no one had gotten there until you got there. <laughs> So I, I, I wasn't, you know, I guess it's like a, I'll stop this from ever falling into the wrong hands. And I'm like, yeah, but you've already murdered like dozens of people. I, I don't see how this makes you a better person. As a hor- it was just a horrible conclusion to what I felt like they just, they, they put so much planning into. I'm just repeating myself now. I'm going to go into an infinite loop. Brad, help me. Yeah, well, let's jump through the multiverse. Like, I, I, I think unless you have anything else, maybe, maybe we should, uh, Jump into ratings. Okay, let's hop into ratings, sir. What would you give Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness? This is hard for me. Uh, because there's a lot in this movie that I like. There's quite a bit mm-hmm. in this movie that I like. I mean, we talked for a good time about things, you know. You know, I, I, I like the art for Doctor Strange. I love Raimi's style. You know, Elizabeth Olsen, she's so good, and America Chavez is promising. But, you know, it does also have that kind of fatal flaw. Um, and it was at a certain level when I watched the movie, and then, you know, it, it's been three, four, five days since, and every time I think about it, I, I get a little more angry. <laughs> um, but there, but there still is good in this movie. So I, I'm almost walking through this as I'm talking. You know, uh, to a lesser extent, I would say this is kind of feels in the same ballpark as Eternals. Maybe not as big of flaws in Eternals, but like there's a lot of good in there. It's very different from any other movie I've seen in the MCU. Um, but the flaws are very apparent. Um, and, and I would say more so with this one. Um, overall, I'll probably be nicer than I and then I probably should have. I should be, but I'll give it like a seven, um, just because there was a lot of lot of stuff I did like in this. Ooh, wow, that's gotta hurt for you, Brad. You're a Marvel boy. I know. Ah, that hurt. Like, honestly, I just feel bad listening to you. Like, you just, like, I'm like, oh, Marvel, you let my boy down. I know. It's, it, 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 it kills me to say that. Um, but, uh, like I said, it's one of those that, you know, my, my friend I went to the movie with, she actually liked it more. And the longer stuff bothered her less now than it did in the theater. And we both had the same issues. And... I've gone the opposite way. Where, and, you know, I liked it. I was probably eight two five somewhere in there when I first watched it. But like, the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off, and the and the lower it's gone. Uh, so, um, who knows what it'll be in a year? Uh, <laughs> um, it, it'll definitely need a, a rewatch, and I'll be interested, you know, with some time, and I'll be interested in. Uh, what I think of it yeah my my enjoyment of this movie is very much like watching it's like dropping cotton candy into water and watching it dissolve in slow motion because <laughs> there's so much good it has so much promise there's so there's a lot of fun here but I feel like it definitely just goes out on a whimper like even the whole like, oh, we're gonna rebuild the temple. I'm like, are we gonna have some funerals? Like, a hell of people just died. Goodness gracious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's just practicing magic again, like a tore down temple. I'm like, are we gonna, like, you know, say some prayers? You know, like, like you know, send some, like, you know, send some Viking boats out? Something? No, we're just. Question Is America gonna go look for her parents? Right? 
like I was like they're lost. I'm like okay, so they. It, I mean, in you know, screenwriting one hundred and one, if they didn't die on screen, you can find those parents. You can bring those parents back. You can, like you can go find them in some other reality, like surviving in maybe the savage land with dinosaurs. I don't know. I just put up an idea right there, and for Marvel, just like that's a great idea, Jeremy. Go ahead, take it, Marvel. Do something. <laughs> but yeah, it's just um, you know what I compared this to, and I guess I had. I guess I enjoyed this other one more, even though I probably gave it somewhat the same rating. Is uh, Aquaman, where I loved it. I but it was like it, but it was like cotton candy, sweet and sweet, fluffy and not much substance. But I guess with Aquaman, it 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 didn't. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess it didn't. It didn't get me high in some air just to. You know, let me down another area. You know what I mean? Like it kept me in. Like it, it, it felt like it met all the expectations it said it was gonna meet. And this one, I feel like, was as fun, but had, but gave me higher expectations going in, and then completely just spilled it all on the floor like a waiter on his first day. It was, you know. But yeah, I think I'm gonna be a little nicer than you. Because I still, you know, there was still a lot of fun. My wife and I were like, you know, in the moment that he's going to like, you know, like the whole zombie spring thing with all the ghosts, I thought that was awesome. Like, like my wife and I were like, this is, this is some more, this is some Raimi shit right here. I love it. You know what I mean? This is, again, this is, again, the elements are there. They have, you know, like as soon as he's just like, you know, I'm going to go into my zombie-like body and the hand pops up, I'm just like, I lean over to my wife and I'm like, this is, this is Raimi with the easy button and he's just like, I'm only human, I gotta press it, I gotta press it, I gotta go, I gotta have the hand pop out and it's gotta be a zombie, come on, come on, we're gonna do it. And I was like, go ahead and do it, Sam. So, again, I feel like, I feel like the style in Sam's print on this really elevates this from what would for me normally be a 6 and I'm probably gonna give it like maybe a 7.5. At the as at at the highest, but yeah, all those problems you had, I I hundred percent agree. I'm, I'm I'm with you. This is just at this point, this is just feeling based. But yeah, and I think I and the thing is, I think most of the problems you had, as you thought about it more and more, I had initially walking out. Mm-hmm. Um, it I I don't know, like maybe I had lower expect I had lower expectations, so it was so. So uh, it, it it hurt me less. <laughs> no, I mean all of those things were there when I watched it. Um, it's just they got a little bit louder and a little bit louder. Maybe went from you know whispers to mild talking to yells to screams. I feel like this is at this point. I'll, like I'll watch it. Like I'll, I'll probably study it for the action. You know what I mean in the visuals because it's definitely like you know, like like whoever got to design all the sequences. I'm like they went ham. They had fun. You know, like you can see where the love was in the movie because when it's there, oh my goodness, it smacks you in the face with it, face, neck, and chest. It's there. So, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're gonna have to. You know, agree that this was just a it's a mediocre Marvel film. Ah, darn it! I was I was I was hoping I was hoping I was hoping Sam would elevate them. You know. Yeah. Right. This is getting scary, man. Like, what is this? Like, three Marvel movies in a row. Mm-hmm. We, we we pretty much agree. We have little quibbles here and there, but yeah. I mean, this is this is almost getting spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I saw that, uh, I'm in the, uh, Brian, I'm going to let you know right now. Um, if I, if, um, the only way I am seeing Thor, um, Love and Thunder 
is uh, if, if there's either a gun to my head or we're doing a podcast. So. Uh, well, <laughs> we're going to do a podcast, sir. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I'm going right, well, to sneak in this bottle of whiskey next to me. And, uh, and, and Yeah, we'll do it for sure. And you know what? I'm here's the thing. At this point, I'm just rooting for Love and Thunder to be great for you, so one of us can be happy. <laughs> so both of us are crying into our. Maybe that's just me. All right, so here we go. Uh, thank you for listening to At First Glance. You can find us on Podbean, and you can find us on the Apple Podcast app. I am Jeremy McKinley. And thank you for joining us.